Blog Talk Radio.
phone, my mic been acting up, so that's why I got my phone. So, um, just make sure I bring it up. Okay. Let me cut this up. I won't hear myself. Okay, so with that being said, some of the things we want to just bring up, you know, all of us have to be aware of our mental capacity. That doesn't mean that um, there's something wrong with you. We just, you just have to be aware, having to be aware, because if you're not aware of your mental capacity, you never know when it may cross and you may end up um damaging yourself or allowing yourself to get hurt or just sometimes even just dealing with life. Certain things pertaining to life, some certain things pertaining to uh just problems that we deal with, situations that we may encounter. All those things could play a part in our mental capacity. One of the things I found out, um there's a there's something that's called PDSD. Now, something's called PTSD, and what happens, a lot of times when certain trauma that happens, a person could relive that. You know, something happens, and it stays with that person for the rest of their life. I know when uh, a couple years ago, I had failed. I failed when I was at work. I fell off the loading dock, and I hit my head. And for many, many months, I was, you know, jump. I would jump out the bed because I would relive that constantly, constantly. Not that I wanted to. I did not want to. Thank God I have not dealt with that in a number of years. But there are things that may happen where people encounter things and it's hard for them to get that out of their mind. I met a young man yesterday that was shot. He was a former police officer and he told me that he was going um answering a call or domestic um, violence or domestic disturbance call. And when he opened up the front door, he got shot. And, of course, he even shared with me, you know, some of the situation that he's encountered and everything. And so things like that, and let's, let's be honest, the things that are going on, even people that may have been sexually assaulted, people who have even witnessed some type of um uh, car accident, people getting shot, people getting killed, people, you know, they witness someone, a, a particular crime, you know, someone that's been held up, somebody that's been robbed. Those things, it traumatizes them. And so many things that we may encounter in life, it can get to us. And so that's why it's so important for us to be aware of our mental capacity. I always tell people this. Everybody got a breaking point. Everybody has a breaking point. So it's so mindful for us to do a mental as well as a spiritual inventory of what's in our mind. So many times, so many people, they're so used to cramming stuff into their mind that they have so much on them, they automatically become stressed, worried. It's like they, they're not aware of how much is in them, and then what happens, they end up out of response. They end up 
lashing out. They end up becoming so angry. They end up becoming someone that they wouldn't originally themselves. Something that they end up coming outside of their character. They end up uh, stepping outside of their character. So that's why it's so important for us to take a personal inventory for us to be able to really just understand what is in our mental makeup. Some of the things I wanted to share, because some people may feel like, well, you know, that must mean that uh, you ain't saved. I felt the need to um, give a couple of examples. There's a couple of people in the Bible. Matter of fact, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring up seven. I'm gonna bring up seven incidents that people who were in the Bible have dealt with some type of. Um, I'm gonna say it like this. They dealt with some form of depression. Depression, yes. What is depression? Depression is a pressure upon your spirit. Point blank. There is something that's pressing upon you. It might be an event. It might be a situation. It may even be an individual. Sometimes, and I'm going to say it like this, I know I'm one of the main ones. Those that know me, I don't mind telling up for myself. I'm so used to fixing things. I'm so used to fixing things. I've been like that all my life. Fixing stuff directly, I will get it to someone who can't fix it. So if I can't fix it directly, I will make sure that it's fixed indirectly. And so when I see someone that I care about in a situation, even if, even if they don't tell me about it, some way, somehow, I like to be able to, most, majority of the time, I like to work behind the scenes where people won't know who I am, you know, do things anonymously. So that way, hey, as long as it's safe, they don't have to know it's me, you know. Um, but regardless of what it is, and sometimes the harder the situation, the harder the task, the hungrier I get the hungrier I get to change to fixing it. When some people say, oh, man, you can't fix that problem. I say, okay. Yes, I can. I don't say it to them. I say it to myself. You know, and so with that, when I can't fix a situation for a problem, I'm like, it, it, it gets to me, especially me being a daddy. Oh, my God. If my son have a situation and if he come to me with it, through the help of God, we're going to fix this. And if by chance it's out of my scope, out of my range, I pray even harder. And matter of fact, I was uh, sharing with him, I was sharing with him uh, earlier today, you know, just being able to just talk to God directly, you know, and, you know, just being able to just have that personal relationship with God, which he does, he does, you know. But, you know, it just, it's my responsibility as dad, <clears throat> You know, just like I may share with you all, I may share on Facebook or uh, social media, witness and everything, excuse <clears throat> me, just like what I do here, I do that in my personal life, even with my son. And so I tell people, you know, um, I'm no good ministering here with y'all if I'm not ministering to my seed, my son, you know, and so with that, you know, what I do here, I do the same thing, 
there and he's accustomed to it, you know, and like I say, we have our conversations and I thank God for that, you know. And so with that being said, you know, just being able to just um being able to understand that there are things that would get to us and there are some things that that would happen where it end up pressing upon our spirit, you know, a, a weight, a concern. And not only that, but even pertains to grief. See, depression is part of grief. There, there, there's a stage of depression, there's a stage of grief that is depression. Now, that doesn't mean that you're going to respond and do something foolish, no. But the thing is, when you when you weigh down, like I say, it's a pressing on your spirit. That's what depression is. And so it doesn't mean that you ain't saved. It doesn't mean that, you know, uh, uh, you're doubting God. No, there are things that just a concern, and there are things that may happen where just being able to give that to God and for us to be able to, number one, acknowledge that, it becomes helpful for us to acknowledge the things that we deal with. So with that being said, I want to bring up seven people, just in case no one ever, you know, we talk about a few of them, but these particular seven, you know, just having it uh, in the forefront. The first person, David. David was troubled and battled deep despair uh, in many of the book of Psalms. In many of Psalms, he writes of his anguish, loneliness, fear of the enemy, his hurts or his heart's cry over sin and the guilt he struggled with because of it. We also see his huge grief in the loss of his sons in Second Samuel 12, 15 through 23, and then Second Samuel 12, 18 through 33. In other places, David honestly, David's honesty with his own weaknesses gives hope to us who struggle today. This from Psalms 34 and 4, my guilt has overwhelmed me like a burden too heavy to bear. Let's look at Elijah. Elijah was discouraged, worried, and afraid. After great spiritual victories, get this, after great spiritual victories over the prophets of Baal, this mighty man of God feared and ran for his life, far away from the threats of Jezebel. Get this. After his great spiritual victories, that's something for us to be really mindful of. Two things. Number one, sometimes even in the midst of a celebration, you still have to be on guard and more. You have to be spiritually alert. One of the things I found out, whenever there's a celebration, whenever there's a victory, be aware the devil may try to have a spiritual backlash. Sometimes the devil may try to give you a spiritual backlash. You know, a lot of time what happens when we are victorious or been delivered or something, sometimes we allow our guards to be down. But our guards should always stay up. And so for our guards to stay up, 
it helps us to be aware, number one, the devil's presence or the devil's fight at any time. The devil going to always try to come to you when you're vulnerable. When you let your guards down, that's when he pick up his boots. When you let your guards down, he put his guards up to fight you. And so we have to be mindful when the devil, when we have fought in a situation, the devil can run, but be aware he's going to try to come back. That's why the Bible lets us know that sometimes he'll, he have been ran away, ran out from something. He's going to try to come up with backup. And a lot of times it's seven times stronger. The Bible tells us that. You know, so understand, don't get too comfortable. Don't get comfortable and don't get complacent in your victory. I noticed uh, Michael Jordan, um, there was an interview with, uh, they interviewed somebody, and they went right after the NBA championship. The Bulls won. Someone ended up going to the gym the next morning. When they went to the gym, they ran into Michael Jordan. Now, they said, hey, man, you're supposed to be celebrating. You won the championship last night. Michael Jordan did. He wasn't celebrating on what he did. He was preparing for what was ahead. He said, hey, we got to be on our game. We won the championship of last year, but we got to prepare ourselves for this year. Some of the younger guys are faster, stronger, hungrier. And so what we have to do, when you're on the top of the mountain, you have to make sure to be aware that there's a devil that's trying to take you off. They're trying to take you off your seat, trying to, uh, what's the word, be seat, or try to uh, unseat you. So even though that's related to sports, but you have to look at it from a per, from your personal life. The devil is going to always try to get you and attack you when you least expect it. You know, while we celebrating, while we celebrating like we were playing basketball, because we celebrating because we sacked we sacked the devil. We celebrating, and you know what? While we celebrating, he ended up putting the putting the ball in play and end up scoring a touchdown. Why are we celebrating? We celebrating based on what we did, but he's going to celebrate on what he already, what he's doing right now. So understand, we have to always be conscious of the devil, especially when it comes down to victory. I found that there are some people you would often think that success would solve people's problems, financial, you know. Um, but I found out there are some people, even in Hollywood, no matter how much money they make, they're still not happy. There are some people, success depresses them. They don't know how to handle success. So because that success, now they've had instant success, what happens is weird for them. All this attention comes to them, you know. And sometimes it can be scary. It can be intimidating. And so with it, understand, a lot of times people just think about people being depressed after a loss or after being defeated. But what happened also is pertains to even victory. So we have to be aware of that. The next person, Jonah. 
Jonah was angry and wanted to run away. After God called Jonah to go to Nineveh to preach to the people, he fled as far away as he could. And after a storm of sea being swallowed by a giant fish, and then being saved and given another chance, a second chance, he obeyed. Jonah 4 and 3 tells us, Now, O Lord, take away my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. Also, someone else. This is someone that a lot of times we think about pertaining to depression. Job. Job suffered through great loss, devastation, and physical illness. Get that. Grief, trauma, and now failing health. Was he saved? Yes, he was. But understand, these things operate like this. You never know. You never know what a person is going through. You never know how it may affect you. That's why when we see people go through certain things, of course, we need to pray for them. Don't ever feel like, well, you know, that person, you never can dictate what a person should do because, number one, if you never encounter that, you can't really talk about it. You know, so that's why it's very important for us to be praying for each other. If everything's going well with you, then fine. But you not only have to pray for yourself for today, but pray for yourself for tomorrow because you never know what tomorrow may hold, but we know who holds tomorrow. So it's so important for us to be able to really just think about and be prayerful at all times. Now, I mentioned Job. Job went through grief, I'm telling you. Those who have never dealt with a sudden loss, look here. It can really play a toll on you. And, you know, it's so important for us to even be mindful of who we listen to in those vulnerable moments. Because even though there may be people who may mean well, there are certain things we don't need to hear. There are some things... Some people just need to just learn, be able to just hush their mouth. And sometimes we have to teach them how to hush their mouth by saying, I, I don't want to hear that, you know. So with that, for us to be aware, what, Dave, excuse me, what Job dealt with, grief, trauma, physical illness at the same time. There's some there was an old saying that says when it rains it pours. Some people have said, Well, you know, if it ain't one thing, it's another and I know there's life and death and the power of the tongue of we understand that. But the other part is when you're dealing with so much, sometimes when you're dealing with so much, sometimes it is too much for you to bear. And sometimes we try to bear it on our own. Sometimes there are things that happen we don't know what to say. There are things that happen that you, it's like there are certain situations, you just take the words out of your mouth. It can take the breath out of you. It can take the life out of you. Some things that happen, it just have you mentally confused, populated. So, so with 
Job dealing with grief, that's already bad enough. And the funny thing about it, he didn't just grieve over the loss of one child. He lost several children. And then losing his cattle and, you know, all these things. And while he's trying to cope with the grief and the trauma, now his health start failing. Look here. That, that'll make a crazy man crazy. And so with all of it, don't, look, these are people in the Bible, but the same situation occurs today. So that doesn't mean that you're weird. That doesn't mean that you're crazy. And I know some people, some people, they end up trying to tell us, quote, unquote, what our problem is, and they be totally wrong. They end up trying to spiritually diagnose us, and they spiritually misdiagnose us. And so that's why it's so important for you to be able to just have you some new time to get here, understanding that the devil tried to deal with us right here, the battle, the battle of the mind, you know, the, we call it the devil's playground right here. But also understand, even though that, that, that is a saying that's the devil's playground, but this is God's property. This is God's property. So don't feel like because... You know, you have a brain, you have a mind that is exclusively where the devil just deal with it. Uh-uh. you God's child. It's God's property, you know. And so with that, Job, this righteous man of God lost literally everything. So great was his suffering and tragedy that he even, uh, that his own wife said, are you still holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. You know, though Job maintained his faithfulness to God throughout his life, he still struggled deeply. He struggled deeply the wrenching pain that he dealt with. He even said, why do I not perish? Why did I not perish at birth? and die as I came from the womb. This is Job 3 and 11. I have no peace, no quietness. I have no rest, but only turmoil. That's Job 3 and 26. He dealt with a whole lot. Another person, Moses, Moses. Moses was grieving over the sin of the people. Also, I, I do have to say this, because uh, a couple of years ago, God gave me this message, and um, I, it really taught me a lot. Little did I know six months later that that same message, I would encounter it. We often talk about when Moses uh, hit the rock. He hit the rock instead of speaking to the rock. And because he hit the rock, he did what he did what he wanted to do instead of what God wanted to do and because of him and because of him hitting the rock instead of speaking to the rock, what happened? God ended up not allowing him to get to the promised land. So but the thing that caught my attention, the thing that caught my attention with that the thing that caught my attention with that, he was angry. That's the Israelites. The Israelites were some hard-headed rascals, 
and he had enough of them. He had enough. But the funny thing about it that caught my attention, he was stressed. They stressed him out. But also during that stressful time that he was dealing with, he was dealing with something else that was far greater. That might have been the root of his anger. He was dealing with grief, the loss of his. And so that really caught my attention when I really looked at that because, you know, I was, without going into a whole lot of detail, during that time that I was uh, did the message, that particular week I went through something that was um, disappointing. I went through something that was disappointing that week. And then in the midst of having to prepare for that message, God showed me, me, and sometimes not allowing our emotions to get the best of us, not allowing our emotions to derail us from the purpose of playing God has for us or even listening to what God wants us to do. And so doing that message, you know, and just having that, you know, kind of like in my spiritual back pocket, and then six months later, in the phone call pertaining to my sister being killed, um, all those things came to me. All those things came to me. Um, you know, matter of fact, even what I share with you all, sometimes I may repeat it because there may be someone who may not have listened to the previous episode, so I always, you know, sometimes repeat myself as if there's a new listener. But even when I had lost my sister, um, one of the things that God told me was that was a distraction. That was a distraction. The devil tried to distract me from doing what he, God wanted me to do to help me focus that particular event. Now, don't get me wrong. Hey, I, I love, those that know me, I love, 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 admire, look up to my sister. I did. Matter of fact, I always keep a picture with her. I always keep a picture of her with me. But even with that, I knew that there was an assignment that was much greater than my pain. I didn't know in detail, but I had to trust God in the midst of my hurt. And so with that, does that mean that I was denying my hurt? No, I had to acknowledge my hurt. I had to acknowledge where I was at. And that's one of the things that we have when we deal with things. We have to acknowledge right where we're at. You know, I'm just going to say it. The Bible tells us, you know, Confess, confess, you know, right where we at, acknowledge where we at. And for us to be able to be aware of that, it helps relieve a lot of the stress and the burden that we may deal with because some things that may happen, look here, it's going to take God himself to help us in whatever situation that we face or deal with. We can't, we can't fix everything. And so that's something I had to learn. In that situation, I couldn't fix it. I could not. I couldn't come to the rescue for my family, and especially on behalf of my sister when, you know, we had each other's back. You know, we were each other's representatives. You know, if I couldn't go somewhere, I know she's going to go, okay, we're good. As long as she's there, it's just like me being there and vice versa. But now, this situation, and I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you, even just getting that phone call because that day before, but that night before, 
you know, giving her a call, wanting her to spend the night, or calling her to tell her to spend the night, you know, and all these things, you know, begin to just play him like, man, man, man. So did we go through some depression? Yeah. <laughs> did, I, did, look, did I have a conversation with God? Yes. <laughs> Save, fill with the Holy Ghost, and never fire. And still, I had to get some help. And so with that, you know, grief plays a huge part within our uh, mental health. Our mental health is so important. You know, one of the things we always talk about, we always talk about our physical health, which is important, being aware of our physical health, you know, for us to be able to take care of this body, take care of this temple. We only get one. We issued one on this side of glory. So we have to take care of our uh, physical temple, our physical being. But then also our spiritual being. So important. Feed yourself. Feed your feed your uh, spirit. Feed yourself with spiritual food. That's great. So feeding ourselves uh, physically, being aware of our physical being, our spiritual being, but also our mental being, our mental capacity. We got to be conscious of that because whatever you're not conscious of. You, it end up becoming misused and abused. So Moses was a great example. Another great example pertaining to grief. Also, Jeremiah. Jeremiah wrapped with great loneliness, feelings of defeat, insecurities. Wasn't he a prophet? Yeah, a prophet of God. And still dealt with it. So I tell people, look here, these people in the Bible are just like you and I. These people in the Bible are just like you and I. So understand, if they dealt with it and they were used by God, you know, all these things, it can happen to us. You don't have to feel weird. You don't have to feel, well, you know, um, maybe I'm I'm weird. Maybe I'm just different. Maybe I'm special. No. Jeremiah, also known as the weeping prophet, (laughs) Jeremiah suffered from constant rejection by the people. Ooh, my, my, my. That's enough right there. (laughs) Rejection by constantly by the people he loved and reached out to. Get this, constantly rejected by the people he loved and reached out to. God had called him to preach, yet forbidding him to marry and have children. He lived alone. He ministered alone. He was poor, ridiculed, rejected by his people. In the midst of it, played great spiritual faith and strength. And yet, we also see his honesty as he wrestled with despair, and a great sense of failure. Hmm. That was number six. So I mentioned um, the first person I mentioned was David, Elijah, Jonah, Job, Moses, 
Jeremiah, and last but not least, even Jesus himself was greatly anguished over what laid before him. The Bible tells us even when he went to the Garden of Gethsemane, you know, he sweat like blood. You know, he knew what was to come. He knew that God had called him to a journey, to a journey of great suffering. He knew what must happen in order for us to live truly free. Our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, was willing to pay the price of our of our on our behalf, but it wasn't an easy road. Isaiah prophesied that Christ would be a great man of sorrow and anguished with grief. That's Isaiah 53 and 3. But also, get this. Now, true enough, there were people who read the Bible, you know, he was whooped with many stripes, um, crown of thorns, crown of broken uh, glass, all this stuff on him. But get this, that was not the thing that made him respond or made him acknowledge his hurt. The key thing that he knew that was ahead that he never, he, matter of fact, he even said, matter of fact, I'm going to put it over here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to read this. He said, Jesus said, and he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch. And he went a little beyond them and fell to the ground and began to pray that if it were possible, the hour might pass him by. And he was saying, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Remove this cup from me. Yet not what I will, that's what he wanted, but what you will or what your will be done. He was about to experience something that never happened. He was going to be separated from the Father. He became sin for us. But think about it. He went through Great Depression. So with all of these things I wanted to just bring up, we have to be aware of how much may be on our brain, on our hearts. So with that, some of the things we have to do, the first thing I tell people, of course, you know, we tell people, give it to God, you know, talk to God about it. That's true. That's true. That's true. There are some things that only God can do. And God you know, us talking to God, us being able to, you know, just relate to God, you know, understand that God want to hear from our heart. God want to know what's on our mind. God want us to be able to really just come to him, really just open up. But then also, that's our Heavenly Father. But also, God has given us some earthly resources. God has provided some earthly resources. Understanding. There are some things that we may deal with that we may have to seek professional help. Counseling, there are some Christian counselors, there are some spiritual counselors 
that God uses to minister to help minister to us to for us to be able to get the help that is needed. Also, one of the things I always tell people, we have to learn to delegate responsibility. We have to be able to delegate responsibility and understand that we can't do everything. We can't fix everything. There are some things we have to ask God to help us what to pick up, but then there are other things that we have to ask God what to put down. So we have to ask God what is our responsibility and help us, God, to be able to only deal with what he assigned for us to do. And for us not to pick up on other people's responsibilities or what's assigned to them, but also for us not to put down what's assigned to us. The Bible tells us that we can do all things through Christ who strengthen us or who enable us, who give us the strength and the ability. Also, another thing that we may have to do that really may help us, exercise the right, exercise the power, of saying no. Exercise that right for us to say no. Understand that God wants us to learn how to say no. For us to be able to understand that there are some things not our assignment. And if we don't say no, there are people that will use and wear you out. There are people that would take you for granted. They will take advantage of you. That's the key word I'm trying to say. There were people that will be taking advantage of you. And so for us to be able to understand sometimes, no. Understand that everybody that comes to us does not need our help. Everybody that comes to us may just want our help. Everybody that comes to us, they're giving us something that they don't want to do. Now, I ain't saying everybody, but there are some people who may give us something that they should be doing. So that's something we have to be aware of. We have to be aware of these things, understand that God wants us to exercise and understand when to say yes, but most importantly, when to say no. Every person that comes to you does not need your assistance. Sometimes the devil will use people to come to you for you to stay so busy to wear yourself out, put more upon you than God told you to do. The Bible tells us that he would not put more upon you than you're able to bear. He will not put more upon us than we're able to bear, but we'll put more upon ourselves than we're able to handle. And so that's why it's so important for us to be able to understand when to say no or when to say enough is enough. God is telling us all the time, but unfortunately, many times, we put the spiritual mute button on, and we ignore what God told us. So God wants us to be aware. God wants us to be able to turn that mic, quit having his voice on mute. Quit having his voice on mute or silence, and start turning it up and us respond to what he told us to do. Stand the power of stand. Also, for you to be able to detox. We have to mentally, of course, we all talk about physical, spiritual, but we have to mentally detox ourselves from some things that we may have dealt with or even from some people. There are sometimes, there are sometimes the more you're around certain people, you end up picking up their spirit. A lot of times, you know, when you deal with someone 
there's always arguing or sometimes they're always they're worrying or you know, it's certain people that are carnal minded. And so what happened a lot of times, you know, you might have been you might have had a great day. You wake you have a great morning, you end up being in, uh, you know, hanging out with them or whatever that and if they're not at your level, a lot of times they may try to pull you down then all of a sudden you right at their level. And you wonder why man, I was doing good today. What's wrong? Sometimes we have to be aware of the people in their maturity level, their spiritual, their mental, and their emotional level for us to be able to make sure that we don't allow people to bring us down. We have to have people around us that speak life to us. We have to, you know, I always tell people it's very important for us to take the image of other people that we communicate with. So when you around people that's always negative, it'll get to you. There was a person that I knew, every time you see her, she would always have her purse. She had a big purse, but one day I was looking, and I saw her purse, and a lot of stuff in her purse would be She was carrying what she was worried about all the time. You know, and of course, I know some people, well, you know, she was just trying to be kind of making sure pay a bill. Well, guess what? If you got the money to pay it, then pay it. If you ain't got the money to pay it, then you leave it somewhere where you're not having it as a comfortable mindset. There are some people that carry their problems with them at all times. You know, so it's very important for us to understand, first of all, where's our trigger? What are our triggers? Are there some things that make us refer back? Sometimes you have to relocate. Sometimes you have to move yourself away from the things or from the people that take you there. It's always important for us to be able to understand. Like I said, I have to focus. I have to constantly bring this up. We have to focus on where we are at because if you're not, you may you may get yourself into a situation or somebody may cross you at the wrong time and you end up saying something or doing something that's outside of your character or what's unbecoming of you. I didn't know she was acting. Oh, my God. I didn't know she was acting like that. I can't believe he said that. Well, you know what? If you think about it, the devil knows what's in you. And so sometimes he will allow a situation to arise for the opportunity for you to have what's deep within you to be exposed. You never know. So always, always believe it. And what I'm telling you all, I believe in practicing in myself. And also, even when these type of topics, it's a conversation that it helps me to be mindful. So that way, if God is sharing with me to give to you, he might be giving me my answers through what he may tell through my voice or my mouth in order for me to get help too. So if nobody else takes advantage of it, I will. So understand, God wants us to be aware because right here in our mind, you just never know what a person is dealing with. You never know what a person is dealing with. So that's why it's so important to understand where you're at. But also, like I said, for us to be able to detox, spiritually and emotionally and mentally detox ourselves. Sometimes it's good to just get away. 
you have to have you some you time. Now, when I say some you time, that means you and God, but also some you, some quiet time. For you to be able to just really just talk, have that conversation with yourself. Always believe in this. Being able to have that conversation with that person that's in your mirror. You have to have that conversation. So to be honest with you, if you don't, you're above. One of the things I found out, you keep putting water in a balloon, eventually it's going to bust. So what you have to do, if there's a a, a particular floor of water to be into that balloon, if there's going to be some more going in, you got to get one in that balloon, get it out, so that way it can be fresh water. So allow your mind to have some fresh words, some fresh knowledge, and get some of that pollutants out. There may be some things that the devil may try to have in your mind for you to hold on to, for you to be able to have that staleness in your mind and end up contaminating whatever you may do or whatever you may say. You know, if you notice there are some people that are just bitter, think about it. If they're bitter, that means something has been spoiled. Most things that are spoiled are things that have set, things that have set. They have not been properly compartmentalized or disposed. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to uh, sometimes uh, exhale. Look here, that movie, When to Exhale, that movie shouldn't be the only the only place that you should be able to see and exhale through a movie. Now, allow that to be a part of your life. Also, for you to be able to have you some new time where you temper yourself. Pamper yourself. Let's be real. When's the last time you did something for yourself? And you know, I know some people, well, I ain't got no money. Let's not worry about stuff that costs money. Going to the park is free. Even if just, even if you just get your chair, sit in the backyard, sit in the front porch, just sit back. Like the old folks used to do in the country. They used to sit in the front porch when people drive by, bump, bump. They just wave. They ain't even looking up. They just wave. <laughs> you know, they don't even know who vehicle is blowing at them. They just do that. And they do it with a smile. You know, but we don't do that. Most of the time we encounter people, most of the time it's at Walmart or at the grocery store or whatever. But what about just the simplicity of life? The simplicity. So being able to pamper yourself, if you're able to afford, you know, a massage, I recommend three things. A massage, chiropractic work, and also foot detoxing. Foot detoxing, yes, it is so important. Oh, my gosh. Matter of fact, those that know me, I have a a classmate of mine, uh, Deetra Matlock, love you dearly. You know, she does the best foot detoxing, and I would definitely be seeing you shortly. So if y'all want to know where to go to get a good foot detoxing, if you're in the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex, hey, I know who to refer you to. Deetra, matter of fact, I'm going to see if I can tag her information, but Deetra Matlock, Deetra Matlock, Deetra Matlock, great, great, great person. You know, for um, massage. Massage. You'd be surprised how much stress do we deal with on a day-to-day basis. Sometimes we could be, we could just be so, so stressed and un, not even knowing. 
I didn't even know it. So going to get a massage, you know, doing being able to, you know, I, I love my little pastime I like to do when I have some free time. I love looking at chiropractic work um, on YouTube. You know, I talk about massage. Massage is great. It's, it's therapeutic. You know, it breaks up a lot of toxins. You know, it it uh, it relaxes you. It relaxes you. You know, uh, every time I get a massage, I go to sleep. And those that know me, I love deep tissue massage. I don't like the softer. I like a hard. You know, you know. So that helps my body. You know, I have a pretty high tolerance to pain, so I have to have a lot of stuff. You know, dig deep in me. So spoke about the foot detoxing. Spoke about the massage, and of course, chiropractic work. You know, those who are looking for a chiropractor, my chiropractor is Dr. Dennis Harris. Dennis Harris, he's in Fort Worth. I'll even uh, give y'all the link to that. Great. I've been going to him since 2001, I believe. Love him dearly. Love him dearly. You know, so being able to do those things for yourself, you have to do that for yourself. Also, you never know what may be built in you. I tell you, it's a good idea. You can learn to verbalize how you feel, write down how you feel. Uh, even if you don't feel like writing, sometimes it's good to just get that recorder. A lot of us have smartphones. We got the recorder device on our phone. We go able to just talking to that, talking to that uh, device, talking to our phone for us to record that thing. And you'd be surprised how much help it is for you to be able to just get it out, for you to get what's in you getting out. You might not be able to trust that information with anybody, but you can record it if you want to. If you, want, you can utilize it as an artistic way for you to be able to really just, you know, just start writing, make a character out of it. It's a good opportunity where you can be able to uh, write a book and have, you know, different phases of your life as different characters. Look at uh, Charles Schultz. Charles Schultz was the creator of Peanuts. Peanuts, the cartoon uh, character of uh, Snoopy, Charlie Brown, Lima, Lucy, all these, you know, Snoopy, all these characters. And the funny thing about it, Charles Schultz was an introvert. Charles Schultz was a shy kid, was actually Charlie Brown. But he created other characters that would, you know, uh, coincide with Charlie Brown. And so sometimes with us, utilize these times as an opportunity for us to be creative. You know, you'd be surprised what would be. I always tell people, what the devil is for evil, God can turn it for your good. So these are opportunities that we can use. You know, when things happen, you know, we can channel those things. You know, um, I went through a situation some years ago, and I was just angry. I was hurt or whatever I did. So what I did, I began to start writing, and I wrote down exactly how I felt. It wasn't negative. Yes, it was. Um, was it painful? Yes. It was, I wrote through my raw emotion. It wasn't anything that was sinful, but God told me to write my raw emotion, my raw feelings down. So I wrote everything down. After I got done, he said, now. Now, utilize that as now being creative, and you write the opposite of how you feel. I'm like, oh, write the opposite? I can't, 
you know what? Let me see if I can. So I utilized that opportunity for me to be creative. So on this part, I was hurt. I was disappointed. I was angry. I wrote on that on that part. Once I was done, now do the opposite. And now I'm feeling, you know, I'm in a bliss. It feel like I'm uh, having myself on the beach with my feet propped up and, and blah, blah, blah. And I'm enjoying the birds, even with tears in my eyes. I'm up here and the birds are singing. I'm enjoying the ambiance and all this stuff. When I got done, I was like, wow, being creative. You think about it. Let, let's be honest. Many people that was growing up back in the 80s, we loved Luther Vandross. Luther Vandross was the man that sung about love. But just because he was singing about love and he was helping us within our love life, do you think each song that he was singing, he was in love or he had a perfect relationship? No. He was doing that. That was, that was him being artistic. And so sometimes when what we deal with, God wants us to learn to be artistic, learning to be artistic. So, you know, if life gives you lemons, what are you going to do? Make lemonade. When we have the uh, coronavirus and we uh, end up getting into a pandemic, you know, there are some people, they end up being stuck at home. But that was a great opportunity for them to start utilizing a hobby that they might have pushed in the back burner. So I sewing. And what did they make? Some of them made homemade masks. And at one point, look here, Hobby Lobby and uh, uh, Cloth World, them places, they stocks went up because there were people that were now being forming their own masks. So when things happen, like I said, we have to be aware right here because understand, if you don't learn how to release that, what may be here, it'll affect here. It'll affect your it'll affect your health. It'll affect your relationships with people. It will affect your verbiage. It will affect or even distort your view on life. There are some people, they feel so weighed down, they feel like life is no longer worth living. But it really is. We just have to learn to be able to <sighs> detox and get that stuff out. Because one of the things I always Matter of fact, I even brought this up this week, and somebody took it out of context. But I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Understand the context and the heart of what it's coming from. And what we deal with the life, the devil trying to make us give up. The devil trying to make us give up. But understand, what you're dealing with has an expiration date. You don't have an expiration date. Now, I know some people say, well, you know, matter of fact, somebody posted on that saying, well, you know, uh, uh, they don't. They do have an expiration date. We just don't know what it is. That's not what I mean. Number one, even if even when we leave this physical earth, it's still not for all of us. We have an internal place that we're gonna go to. So understand, our problem has an expiration date. We don't. We may just be finished with this side of life, but we have an eternal home that we're gonna be at. So it's more to us than what we physically deal with here or what we mentally or emotionally deal with. So understand for God to help us to not take what temporary situations that we may deal with to affect us permanently. 
So with that being said, we're gonna go ahead and go to the phone line right quick and um get on here right quick. Uh-oh. Hello, hello. Welcome to Rick and Mohawk Podcast. You're on the air. How you doing today? I'm doing great. How you doing? Doing great. Doing great. Doing great. Yeah. Yeah. Now, another another great show. Um, you know, we all go through different depressions and things like that. But a lot of the things you uh, mentioned, uh, you know, is going to help going to help a lot of people, you know. Uh, we definitely need to refocus um, when we're going through things like that, um, whether it's, you know, losing a loved one or, you know, breaking up in a relationship and different things like that, losing a job, you know, all those kind of, you know, uh, coincide with the word relationship. So, yeah, we do, we need, uh, we need definitely a refocusing and trusting God, you know, like our lesson talks about today, trusting God and and then enjoying the freedom, so you know that uh, he came in here to allow us to have. And so I just say another great show, and uh, just going to keep encouraging you to uh, keep doing what you're doing. You know, helping people. Um, that's what it's all about. If, you know, um, you know, like what as it's been said, if we can help somebody along the way, you know, uh, hopefully when the Lord comes, uh, he'll say, "Well done." <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so awesome job. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. And, um, you know, keep doing what you're doing also. Keep doing what you're doing. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'm trying. Right. I'm going I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. <laughs> it's a journey. Yeah. Right? yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. It's a journey. Yes, sir. All right. Yes, well, sir. I appreciate you. I appreciate it. And to be continued. Yes, sir. All right. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. So, so with that, you know, for us, it's really just be mindful. You know, when you deal with things, <laughs> when you deal with things, you don't have to question your salvation. You don't have to question. And don't let anybody make you question your salvation. You, if you're saved, you accept Jesus as your personal Savior, you know, for you to be able to cultivate that relationship, with him, and also as you cultivate that relationship with him, you be able to have that uh, relationship with yourself. You know, just for you to be able to that, for you to be able to really just focus on having that relationship. With you having that you time that is so important. You got to have some you time. That's gonna be able to help you to be able to. You know, you got to have some you time. Um, what I found out. When you at work, when you start a job, the longer you're there, the longer or the more quote unquote vacation time that they give you. Why? Because you have they have invested into you because you have invested into that company. And so what happens, there's a deeper level of trust, deeper level of responsibility. So the deeper the responsibility, the more quote unquote vacation time they may give you because you're going to need it. You're going to be able to, you need that ah, exhale time. Matter of fact, what I found out, even when we at work, a lot of times they tell us, hey, go take a break, go take a lunch. In other words, move from the workplace or move from the workstation. See, breaks were designed for you to move from the workstation, 
but lunches were created for you to move from the workplace. In other words, for you to kind of get away. So when you come back, it's like your mind has reset, you know. And so we do that at work, but we don't do that in our personal life. And so that's what God is trying to have us to be aware of. So that way we won't allow things to affect us and we don't smother ourselves mentally with things. So with that being said, I hope and pray that those who may be watching, they really understand the importance of their mental health, their mental capacity. It is so important. And unfortunately, many people, because they have may have misplaced or mismanaged the thought process of things or in things, unfortunately, many times people want to give up. But God does not want you to give up. What God wants us to do for us to be able to not only give every situation to him, but also learn how to give it to him. Learn what does giving it to him looks like. But also for us to understand who he really is, because we can give it to God, but if we don't really know who God is, then what we'll do after we give it to him, we try to take it back from him. Because if we don't know who he really is, then we we may not even understand his method of fixing things or handling things. And when he don't fix it or handle it or do it the way that we think he should, then we'll try to take it back. So that's why it's so important for us to be able to just really have that us time, that you time. Like I said, you got to have that you conversation with yourself. When was the last time you spoke to yourself? When was the last time you spoke? I always say this. When was the last time you spoke to that person that's in your mirror? You have to have that conversation with your mirror for you to be able to, the person that's in your mirror, for you to be able to just detox. So understand, the Bible tells us to cast all of our cares upon him for he cares for us. You got to understand that you are worth listening to, you're worth investing into, you're worth loving, you're worth praying for and praying over. Then also there are some things that you may be even thinking about concerning other people. One of the things I found out, sometimes as much as you may love people, you can't worry about grown folks, especially when they're doing what they, what they want to do. There's one thing if it's a child, but if it's a grown person, we can't worry about that. Look here. There are some people that will try to send us to an early grave, and we end up dying and kicking up roses, and kicking up daisies. And you know what they're doing? They're still acting a fool. We can't worry about them. And God wants us to be able to put them in his hands, not ours. Get them out of our hands and put them into his hands. His hands are much better than ours. And God knows how to get their attention when, look, they may be coming to us, you know, just as uh, uh, as a safety net. But sometimes when you put them in God's hands and leave them there, let God deal with them. It helps us to get more rest. Sometimes what's up in here is preventing us from getting the quality of rest that is needed and required. You know, I get, I, I, you know, every time I have gotten phone calls or I've ran into people and they're concerned about their loved ones, and then when they found out that their loved one's in jail, well, it's the best place for them. At least I don't have to worry about them. 
stand for truth. At least you know where they at. So with that being said, just here, those who may be watching men, I'll be saved. Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ as our Savior, and believe in your heart that God will raise us from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Understand that all things are possible through Christ, who strengthens me or who gives me the ability. God will give you the ability for you to have what's up in here a detox. Flood it out. Press the reset button. Also, right before we get ready to pray, there's something else I have to say. Um, one thing I found out, I found out sometimes when you're sleep deprived, when you're sleep deprived, being sleep deprived is like having a computer on all night, all day, on to the next day. And what happened, if you notice that computer, it runs slow. Why is that? Because, number one, it had not, you know, reset. It had not shut down. It had not been rebooted. And so what happened, when we are not getting the rest that is needed, what we need, then what happens, we're running on old data. We're running on old data. We're running from the same or on the same operating system that was on yesterday and is continuing today. So that's why it's so important for us to to shut it down. And get this, what I may need may be different than what you need. It may, I may need, let's say, seven hours of sleep, and I feel fine. But you may require nine hours of sleep. You might require 10, especially from the demands of what you're dealing with. You might, you got you to gotta take care of yourself. What I found out, you got to obey your body because when you don't get what is needed by nature, by nature, your body will shut down. I don't care if I, I don't care if I've been up for 46 hours. If I'm driving and my body is tired, my body going to start shutting down. I don't care if I'm in the bed or if I'm driving or if I'm at work. There are some people, they have fell out. There are some people that have fallen asleep behind the wheel. So if you don't take care of this, if you don't shut it down for you, it will shut down automatically or it will shut down by default. So that's why it's so important for you to be able to, you have, you have to go through, you have to obey nature. I'll just say it that way. You have to obey your body. Listen to your body. Listen to your body. Your body is speaking to you. God is speaking to you through your body. Because remember, we only get one. We get only one. It's not like losing a tooth where you use, you lose your baby tooth and now you got an adult tooth. But your body, you only get one. You got to take care of yourself. And this body, you depend upon this body for the rest of your life while you're on this side of the earth, while you're on this side of glory, you only get one. So why allow somebody to abuse your body, your mind? Why give somebody else the responsibility of your heart, of your mind, of your peace? God gave it to you. He just look, God did not assign them your body, your mind, nor did he assign a co-signer 
No. Oh, uh, a co-partner. Uh-uh. You are the only one that he had given to. So be responsible for it. As we get ready to pray, um, matter of fact, uh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, but you know what? I'm, we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying. We're going to be praying uh, for that sleep deprivation. You know, sometimes, and I, I know me, I know me, um, sometimes I'm so driven. Sometimes it's like, you know, I can just write, I can do something or whatever. But there are people who are sleep deprived for various reasons. So, like I said, my main thing is, whatever your situation is, we're going to give it to God. God wants us to give it to him. And like I always say, that doesn't mean that you're weird. It doesn't mean that you're crazy. It doesn't mean that you ain't saved. It doesn't mean that you're doubting God. You don't trust God. No. There are some things that we just don't know how to handle. Not because we don't know how to, we don't trust God. Sometimes we've never been told. Sometimes we may not be aware. So that's why it's so important for us to have these conversations. Because God is concerned about us. I mean, think about it. God is concerned about you. And whatever you're dealing with, whatever that may be on your heart, understand you're on God's heart. And what you're concerned about, he is concerned about. So this is an opportunity for us to have a conversation with him. But also along with us having that conversation with him, he wants to have that conversation with ourselves. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you right now. We thank you, Lord, for your office. We come to you right now, God. We acknowledge your presence on tonight. We come to you right now, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us. Does anything in us is unlike you, God. We ask God to forgive us, cleanse us, and make us whole right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we speak it right now, God. You see every need and every concern right now. In the name of Jesus, God, even in this moment right now, God, as we celebrate uh, a Mental Health Awareness Month, Help us, God, to understand, God, that there's nothing too hard for you, even in what we may be dealing with, what we may be facing to you about it right now. God, we know, God, you have no respect of person. And just like how you concerned about those that are in the Old Testament, those in the New Testament, you're also even concerned about us. So, God, help us to be aware of the love, of the presence that you have us, God, that, you, that you're trying to offer us right now, God. Help us right now, God, in every area of our lives right now, in the name of Jesus. And say about everything you stand for, we bind every problem, bind every affliction right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every heaviness, we bind the weight, we bind every worry and spirit right now, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we're seeking, God, that you help us to cast all of our cares, all of our issues upon you right now. Those that may be, the things that may be on our heart and mind right now, God. God, we give you permission to release it right now, God, and help us, God, to yield them over to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, those who may be grieving right now, God, comfort them. Be with them right now, God. God, you said you would never leave, nor forsake, nor abandon us. So, God, ask God to help us, God, to lean upon you and trust you right now, even in the midst of this situation right now that we may be facing right now. In the name of Jesus, God, those who may be worried, God. Those who, I'm seeing someone who may be even torn on what to do pertaining to their career, pertaining to their purpose and plan. God, we're speaking, God, that you bring clarity right now, God. Bring clarity to the hearts and minds and lives of your people right now. 
in the name of Jesus. God, we're speaking right now, God. For those who may be in the hospital room, touch and heal their bodies right now. In the name of Jesus, Lord, we even hold up, God, Mr. Smith, right now, God, even even as he prepares for surgery on Wednesday, God. We're speaking, God, for healing, for wholeness, God, for deliverance and setting him free right now and giving him the testimony right now, God, that he needs, God, for his final surgery right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you comfort right now, God, that you encourage, God, Miss Smith right now, God. In the name of Jesus, and those who those who may be uh, facing other situations, those who may be worrying and stressed right now, God, help us, God, and give us the strategy, give us the plan, God, to be able to uh, uh, do what needs to be done and execute with excellence right now. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking, God, that you help us right now, God, to be able to communicate with you more, to trust in you more right now. In the name of Jesus, and, Lord, we thank you, Lord, for the testimony that's coming from this, God. We thank you, Lord for the strength, God, for the courage right now, God. We thank you, Lord, for the empowerment right now in the name of Jesus that you are giving us right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, even as those who may be preparing for school right now, God. You're speaking ahead of protection right now. We bind every wicked thing, wicked plan that devil may talk to a force. We bind it through a violence. We bind it through a hostage situation. We bind every uh, uh, assault. Right now, we even bind, even the devil try to even try to sneak in guns on the last wicked food. We bind those spirits, God. We're speaking, God, that you intervene right now in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And, Lord, those who may be watching, God, and listening, God, who may feel like they feel overwhelmed, God, we bind every spirit of suicide. We bind every spirit of giving up. We bind every spirit of even complacency right now. We bind the spirit of complacency and complaining right now. In the name of Jesus, we're Lord, looking at it as an opportunity you to show yourself strong on the behalf of the believers right now. In the name of Jesus, and we give it the glory and the honor and the praise. In Jesus' name we pray, we say amen, amen, amen. I want to thank each and every one who are tuning in. Um, if you want to get in contact with me, you can contact me on uh, my website, um, uh, Brother Prater, that's B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater. Tia's and Paul, R A Tia's and Tom, E R. You can catch me uh, on Facebook. Um, you can see my daily devotions and my uh, videos as well as um, my posts. Also, you can go to my website at www.brotherpraiser.com. You can see my daily devotions and uh, videos and also my uh, upcoming events. Also, for those who may be interested, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase store section of my website where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to God of Fatherhood. A Few Good Men written to inform men the needs and the responsibilities towards their children, their family, also their children's mother, regardless if they're with them or not. Also, this also for women. They're not just for men, but this is for women too, for them to be able to understand the importance of a man and the man's role and also um to help choose better quality of a man for as a husband or present or future children. Also other book, uh, The Girl Who Was for Brother Keeper, The Love of Young Life. It's a story of uh, my sister and I life together, uh unfortunately she was tragically killed like I mentioned earlier. Um March third, two thousand nineteen. She was um, killed in uh, all I can say is I just um, pray that you know people take it to heart you know whatever you're dealing with 
we're going to be able to give to God. We're going to trust God in every situation. And look at what you face and what you're dealing with. Not only for you to detox, but look at it as an opportunity for God to sow some just tone for you and on your behalf. So I want to thank each and every one who tuned in. And thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart podcast. God bless you. And goodbye.